have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. A new world order. Child sex trafficking. The deep state is trying to destroy Donald Trump's presidency. Loose the battle plans of heaven. It's all about control. Broadcasting live to the world now. It's the Weekend Vigilante, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome today to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this edition. I'm so glad you could tune into the program today and a great program you are in for. What a treat to have on today's guest. Very quickly, I hope you are listening to the show on the app That's right. We built an amazing, incredible one-stop shop customized app. It is for all types of smart devices. So do go to the App Store and download, look for it, the Weekend Vigilante app for all smart devices. We're just getting some superb feedback on that. And for other ways to listen to the program, you can go to weekendvigilante.com. Go to the listen page and there's all sorts of ways to listen to the program. Do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got some tremendously good videos coming out in the weeks to come. It is a YouTube channel that you want to subscribe to. Go to weekendvigilante.com. Simply go to the top right-hand corner on the pink bar. You will see all my social media icons. Follow me on Twitter and like my Weekend Vigilante Facebook page because I post some fantastic things. Speaking of fantastic, that's a good segue. My guest is Craig the Sawman Sawyer from TacticalInsider.com, Special Operations, U.S. Navy SEALs, DevGrew SEAL Team 6. We're talking some pretty crazy stuff. Desert Shield, Desert Storm, highly decorated. We're talking about combat search and rescue operations, sniper operations, reconnaissance operations. He was with the original 33 Federal Air Marshals. He's been on the History Channel, the Military Channel. He's done a whole bunch of work for Hollywood. History Channel Sniper, remember that? Deadliest Missions. I could just go on and on with his very impressive bio. But without further ado, I call him the deadliest man alive today. It is the one and only Craig the Sawman Sawyer. Craig, it is a privilege and honor. Such a blessing to have you on the program. Welcome, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on. Very nice intro. I appreciate it. Well, just so much to get into. You know, here you are, this one of the most elite warriors really on the planet. But then you announce this transition to, I call it Hell's Kitchen. You made a decision to go after people who hurt children. There's really nothing more evil than child sex trafficking. I've been talking about it for years. Snuff films, kitty porn, the perverts who do this. But there's a whole other evil side that goes with that. Again, it's right out of Hell's Kitchen it's sort of probably a natural progression for a defender like yourself, a protector to go after some of these sickos. But I've had, you know, other SEALs, Delta Force, Rangers on, and they say, you know, Sheila, you walk into a, a cave or a dungeon full of children. I mean, it just, it breaks a man. Walk us through how a warrior like yourself sort of shifts gears and starts going after a whole different kind of evil. Well, there are different reasons that people join the military and 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 go into special operations and for me i grew up under a pastor who was very sincere spiritual man and and i saw him change lives 
and have a tremendously positive impact. And I saw back in the in the in the Bible, King David, little King David, you know, slaying Goliath and his conquests and wartime for his country as an adult and and all that that meant. So that's kind of the the visual that I had, I guess, growing up to shape my my concept of what a warrior was, someone who goes forward and defends that which he loves. And for me, I was in, inclined to go in the spec ops community to defend my country because I love the American culture. I love our people. I love the freedoms and the liberties that we have here. And so later on, once I started learning about uh, the child trafficking and the, the horrors of it for the children and how pervasive it was, it really was, like you said, a natural progression of the warrior spirit of defending that which is precious and defending the defenseless. I was just inclined to go and face this down and, and help uh, make it better uh, to the to whatever degree I am capable of. So that's what really started me in this. I saw something that I could not look away from and and had to act. So I, I founded Veterans for Child Rescue for that purpose because I'm not a wealthy philanthropist. I'm just a service-disabled veteran who, who sees horrible injustice and, and wants to, to do something personally to help turn that around. So I've got to raise the support and the finances to do that. So that's what the Veterans for Child Rescue is. Well, you know, Johnny, come lately, clearly this isn't your first rodeo. You're no stranger to running elite task forces. You know, you're assembling this elite brigade of guys that aren't going to be intimidated or bought off. That's probably kind of a scary prospect for these devils. Do you think there's fear in the air? Are these perverts getting perhaps a whiff in the air that they're in big trouble here? Well, we know that there is. We 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 got feedback early on from the intelligence community of how the opposition was responding to my public announcement of Veterans for Child Rescue, who was on our task force and what our mission was. And uh, it's encouraging to know that the opposition is is scared and desperate to try to find ways to minimize our voice. So you know, I have this confidence. And what I'm doing, not because I'm so cool or, or brilliant or, or anything else. I'm just a humble guy that wants to do the right thing uh, because I, I can't feel okay looking away from it. There was a, a sermon again on David versus Goliath in church recently. And, uh, and the pastor was talking about, you know, little King David, he declined all of the armor. That the, that the elders wanted to put on him. It was heavy. It was cumbersome. It was for great big adults in battle. And he couldn't move around in that stuff. And they tried to load him up with these giant weapons that were far too large for him to be effective with. And he's like, no, man, that's not what I do. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable just with what I wear every day and my sling because I use it all the time. I'm good with this. I'm confident. This is what I know. And in the spec ops community, we may raid someone in their own country and the dark of night and use stealth and even take them out of their beds and, and take them out because it's it's intelligent to do that way but little king david when he went up against goliath he didn't do that he went from all accounts that i'm able to to find he went straight up the middle of the battlefield straight at the at the giant and not only struck him down dead center right in the bullseye right between the eyes but he but he slayed his opponent with his opponent's own weapon he cut cut goliath's head off with Goliath's sword. Now, there are so many parallels with that and what we're doing. There are people offering us all kinds of things that are too large and too sluggish for what we're doing. We're getting moving 
very quickly, and we're getting in there to destroy the enemy with the enemy's own weapon. We're going to expose them and expose their their own behavior is what's going to bring them down. And we're not hiding. We're coming straight up the middle at them. We're going to show the American public what these people do, and that is what's going to bring them down. Because I believe God's behind this mission. I believe his hand is on Veterans for Child Rescue. We all agree that are involved. That We can feel it. We believe that we're doing the, exactly the right thing. We're not perfect people, but our hearts are good, and we intend to carry out this mission. We in, intend to be obedient and carry out this mission, and it seems like it's clicking in place every day. The, the momentum is accelerating and that's what we're in the middle of doing is slaying this enemy of the United States, of the people, especially of the children. And it's going to be their own weapon that brings them down. Their own behavior will do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really, really good analogy to bring up because here you've got this best trained army of all of Israel. These guys are shaking in their boots and yet a little ready teenager. He looks across the field and says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that mocks my God? What is wrong with you guys? You guys are just going to stand there being intimidated by this clown? David said to the Philistines, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, who you've defiled. So there's a lot of parallels, absolutely. And there's a litany of layers concurrently going on, too. You've got the mainstream church in a mess. There's this mass of media collusion. There's been hundreds and if not thousands of stories getting buried Look at all the pedophiles that Trump has gone after, and yet it's totally crickets chirping with this fake news, bought and paid for, bobble-headed minions. You're not hearing that on the 6 o'clock news, Craig. It's totally crickets chirping here. It is. It is. And I don't like to call fellow Americans cowards, but the truth is evil prevails when good people do nothing, and that's the Mm. biggest problem we've got. I think right now the genies just started to creep out of the bottle in the sense that uh, the American public are just now starting to hear about some of the child trafficking and the satanic ritual abuse that the, that the elites are into and the fact that that's even an issue that exists at all. So I tell people there are more than one way to fight for your country. A lot of guys that I know from the spec ops community, they have physical courage. They will run toward the sound of gunfire in a battle. But not all of them have moral courage and in order to stand up that which is necessary to stand up against what is so clearly wrong and condemn it and take a stance. So many of them, they hide, they watch like, so you're doing good. You know, I'm like, well, why don't you post that? Oh, I got to stay quiet. I'm like, no, you don't have to stay quiet. You're just scared. You're scared. That's that's the truth of it. And I hope and I pray that more warriors who have risked their lives numerous times will now realize that they can also exercise a different kind of courage, a moral courage. You know, there, there are different types of fear. I mean, I, for me, I'm not a fear-driven person, and I confound a lot of people that, that don't recognize how it is whenever they attack me, they keep uh, failing. They underestimate me, and they can't predict what it is that I'll do. Well, I'm not motivated by fear. And I think that's what, what a lot of people don't understand because the overwhelming majority of Americans, they're fear, they'll tell you why they do whatever they do. And it's fear-based. Well, because, you know, th- this one inconvenient thing could happen. 
so I'm not going to do the right thing. And I'm just scratching my head going, man, I broke, I broke those chains a long time ago in my life. For whatever reason, um, I, I just threw that off and realized it's very liberating to stand up and do the right thing, come what may. That's really, really empowering. And I would encourage everyone to try it, to stand up and speak the truth and, and stop hiding and waiting for a perfect life. Your life's not perfect, uh, any of you. I know mine's not. And I have never seen anyone that claimed to have a perfect life. So if you're waiting for that, you're, you're wasting your, your time and energy. I would say give standing up for the truth and standing up for justice a try and, and just try it. You know, for me, <clears throat> I'd fight anybody and I'd go anywhere on any mission and not hesitate. It wasn't that I didn't realize I could, I could be killed in the process. It's just that I kind of didn't care. I felt like that was what I was supposed to do, and, and I just was able to overcome that and just make it happen. Now, for me, a paralyzing fear that, that I was hardly ever able to get around was talking to the pretty girl. I mean, from elementary school all the way until now. I mean, I'm, I'm happily married now, so it's not an issue, but talking to a, a pretty girl and, and having that that fear of being shot down in flames, man, that was that for me, that was paralyzing as a young man. So if I thought somebody might decline me or, or turn me down, I, I didn't want the pain from that. And so that was a fear based thing that I so I, did, I wouldn't talk to him at all. I wouldn't even risk it. It's not worth it. Yeah, she looks, looks amazing. She seems so nice, but I'm not even going to talk to her in case she doesn't like me. Well, I mean, that's that's horrible. That's no way to live. And so I, I encourage, uh, I've broken the chains in, in other ways. And I, I encourage people to do that. I've done that. And I'm telling you, it's the way to go. But we each have to learn that on our own. And so standing up and condemning these these pedophiles and child traffickers and not worrying that your friends and family don't yet believe that this is that actual issue. If you're able to research it and satisfy yourself and learn through mutual contacts and, and evidence and, and satisfy yourself that, that you understand enough of it, is true to stand up against it. I always encourage people to go ahead and do that at this time. There's no sense in waiting. Yeah, well said, well said. Well, and with your Veterans for Child Rescue, vetsforchildrescue.org, I know you guys were doing some fundraising and during what, what was it, a live fundraiser with Alex Jones, you guys like got up to past 50000 and they pulled the plug. You've had problems with PayPal, GoFundMe, the Stasi-style censorship. That was an issue. The level of opposition and resistance does that surprise you walk us through some of the the hurdles you've had in all this well first i I would let people know that that pedophilia that dark shameful and despicable perversion is the seems to be the string that binds together all of the group the scumbag groups Mm. whether it's uh those that want to is islamify the united states or the, the globalists or the deep state subversives any of these these radical groups that are against our constitution against moral decency against the family unit against what our founding fathers set for us uh, and the freedoms and liberties that are what we consider the traditional united states of america all of those scumbag groups are into pedophilia so that's something that uh we knew a little bit early on but we've confirmed since we started this tenfold. And, and so that's something for everybody to realize as I describe what happened. So the first thing I did was uh, found Veterans for Child Rescue, which is a, a nonprofit organization. Well, it takes a few months to get that that uh, paperwork authorized and finalized and back so that the, the 501c3 nonprofit status is official. And I didn't want to wait three to six months 
to do anything. So I always wanted to get started. Uh, we wanted to shoot a documentary series to expose this and inform the American people on what's actually happening out there. And I thought, okay, we can start pre-production now. We can start planning now. We can investigate now. And we can start fundraising now if I use a, a fundraising platform. So I went on to GoFundMe and started typing up uh, the, the campaign. And I was not even done writing the description yet, let alone trying to finalize it and then publish the thing. So I was in the middle of writing the description. And I got a pop-up warning saying that they were freezing that account and that they would not host that campaign. I was baffled by that. And I tried writing technical support and going, hey, wait, is there some kind of uh, keyword or something that I, that you guys automatically flag? I don't understand what's going on. And they, I couldn't get a straight answer out of them. I'm like, hmm, seems suspicious to me. I posted about it on social media and some of my friends said, hey, check out you caring. So uh, you caring seems to be in the in the realm of what you want to do you want to do something that's caring about the kids you know try you caring so we did I, I started one with you caring i wrote it up i didn't look into who who owned you caring yet i just uh, knew that they're public service so i'm like okay let's let's do this we published it and then i as you mentioned i was live on the air with alex jones he was telling people about us saying hey people please donate and and it spiked up very very rapidly and you caring stopped my campaign while we were live on the air. Wow. And Alex estimated we, we could have done very well during that segment had they not really betrayed us and stabbed us in the back and by pulling that, that campaign while we were live on the air. So because so many of the Alex's followers that were going to donate and trying to donate could not donate, we lost all that donation. So we probably lost a million dollars that evening. Wow. Unbelievable. All these billionaire weirdos, just like PayPal founder Peter Thiel, he admitted on record that he drinks children's blood. I just recently did an expose on that, whether it's drinking blood, blood sacrifices, you know, this whole quest for immortality with the billionaire club, even Ray Kurzweil, Google's engineer, he's a... You know, he's a poster boy for this transhumanism movement becoming immortal. You know, they're into some weird, sick, satanic, sacrificial type. I look at the cannibalism alone. Cannibalism's trendy. I mean, a lot of these sick, twisted billionaire weirdos, you know, they protect each other's back. This convergence of cover up and collusion, does that surprise you at all in this? The collusion surprises me. Yeah, the, the cover that they provide for each other does surprise me because it is, has been so extensive, so extensive. I mean, I'll, I'll continue. That. So when I was live on, on the air with Alex Jones, his staff asked, you caring, what's your reasoning? And they couldn't come up They couldn't come up with an answer because I told Alex, Alex, I said, let's challenge them on it because I guarantee you they can't come up with an excuse. And sure enough, they could not. And then later, people researched them and found like, oh, yeah, it's like some uh, Middle Eastern guy out of San Francisco that run, owns and runs it. So no wonder he's good with child rape, you know? Let's look at San Francisco. Look at the culture there and, and what they condone, you know? They, it, it perplexes me that they won't stand up for the children who are being tortured and raped. It, it, it just it, it baffles me. What's wrong with those people? They've just lost their minds up there. So let alone the Middle Eastern culture of, of child rape, that's part of what they think is normal and, and owed to them. That's, that's that's part of what they do. So 
moved uh, around them. Uh, another friend of mine started americasfund.me, and he hosted our crowdfunding campaign in good faith, did a great job. And so we finished that one up and rounded rounded up a, a good chunk for us to kind of get going. And then people, then we just had PayPal links on our Vets for Child Rescue website, and people were donating. And I went to go transfer you know, donations into our uh, Vets for Child Rescue bank account from PayPal and got a pop-up warning saying, we're going to sit on your funds for 180 days. Wow. And so I tried writing them to say, why? You know, why are you, why do you think you want to do this? They wouldn't respond. In fact, they disabled my ability to email them through my account. So I called them and after a while on the phone, going through the phone gauntlet, finally got to the section that was supposed to physically talk to me about our org and our account, uh, there was a pop-up uh, recording saying, we're going to disconnect your call and we're not talking to you. And I thought, okay, wow. you know, screw me. No, 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 no. Screw you. Watch this. So I took to social media and said, hey, what do you folks think about it? And the next thing you know, someone created a hashtag pedo pal and hashtag pedo pal went viral. Hundreds, if not thousands of people were announcing that they had just deleted their PayPal accounts altogether uh, because of what PayPal pulled against Vets for Child Rescue. And the next day, I got a another email from PayPal saying, oh, there's no more problem. Your funds are free to be transferred. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Nothing's, I haven't done anything different. You guys have never reached out and communicate to me to, to clear anything up. So that hashtag PedoPal campaign forced them uh, to do what they should have from the beginning. So that's a very encouraging thing. While the collusion and the cover-up is dark and sinister and disappointing, look at the bright and shining sunlight example of the American people standing up and beating down PayPal with that PedoPal campaign and humiliate him and taking revenue out of their pocket if we the people forcing them to do what what, what they should do in the first place is, is just do their job so uh, that's pretty encouraging so when people tell me you know craig this is a pretty dark subject how do you deal with it i'm like man look at the overwhelming uh, majority of the good people who are standing up with us against it that's that's the encouraging part that's the inspiring part so uh, i'm starting to get uh, stoked about this thing i, I realize all the hassle to come through it and, and I'm okay with all that. So this is uh, this is going to be some good things, and uh, we're we're excited about the outlook and what what it is that we may be able to do for the kids in the future to make make it a brighter, happier future for them. To make it very difficult for these child traffickers to put more children into this in the future, just to change the entire face of this battle, make it almost impossible for for child trafficking to continue, at least here in the United States. Well, it's such an incredible project. We need to obviously ramp up fundraising efforts. What can the people listening do in terms of supporting your efforts here, Craig? Well, I encourage people to, to reach out to their friends and family, not just through social media. Social media is one good way to get the word out there. But I think a lot of people need to talk in person uh, using the old school ways. Just talk around the dinner table and, and just chat with your friends and family and say, hey, you know, what, what about this? this whole thing that's going on with the DNC and the Muslim Brotherhood with the child trafficking. What do you think about that? Do you know about it? And what about Wasserman Schultz and the Awan brothers and the, and the, and the recovered laptops and all the obstruction of justice that, that's gone on throughout the DNC and all the, the upcoming prosecutions 
you know, what do you think about all that? And, and have you heard of Veterans for Child Rescue? I mean, just get the word out there. Let people have a look at us and see what it is that we're doing, because I think spreading the word is really a big part of the dynamic. You know, people don't necessarily know that we're here yet. This is a, a new organization, although we've got a lot of retired senior officials from different intelligence agencies and law and federal law enforcement units and, and spec ops, counterterrorist units the assembly of this crew is, is still pretty, pretty new. So we need to get the word out. And, it, and as, in addition to getting the word out about us, people need to really learn to assert themselves and hold their local politicians feet to the fire, all of their elected officials to, to let them know, Hey, we will not take a back seat on this child trafficking thing. You will crack down on it, or we're going to replace you with someone who will. And uh, we saw <laughs> I think we, we, by my uh, interpretation, we just saw the, the president do that with the, the AG, Jeff Sessions. Yeah. I think, I think uh, President Trump made it clear to the nation that he wasn't happy with Jeff Sessions, and Jeff Sessions was failing him and not stepping up and, and going after all these crooks. And I think, uh, I think the AG got the message and said, sir, yes, sir. And what I, I expect we to see a can of uh, booty whooping being open right now. I think uh, we're finally going to start getting aggressive on these crooks there in D.C. Well, you know what? I get a kick out of Craig with this new transgender policy with Trump. It's it's like, oh, where were all these liberal lemmings for years and years that Semper Fi got to die, spat on military recruiters at college campuses, and now all of a sudden they're big proponents of military right. Yeah, well, there, no, none of us have any right to serve in the military. Right. There's no right there. The military is a war machine to defeat our enemies. That's its only purpose. And if we are not individually capable of meeting the requirements, uh, then they don't need us. And that's just the reality of it. Um, just because someone's feelings get hurt doesn't mean that the United States should change its policy, especially on the war machine. Uh, that's, that's live or die. There's no place for social experiments. Shame on Obama for the damage that he caused. He humiliated and and demoralized our military for eight years with his weakness, his incompetence, and his foolish policies. He caused incalculable damage. And so I think uh, overwhelming majority of the troops are probably cheering right now that we're going to stop the foolishness. It's not about hating anybody that's a, that's a certain flavor or anything else, but I mean, Sometimes you have to just get real. You know, my wife says, hey, if, if you don't understand what's between your legs, you got bigger problems than serving in the military. Yeah. You need to figure yourself <laughs> out before you can serve others, you know. No, so. that's that's true. I agree. And I think that, you know, when you, I think of my grandfather, he was, you know, he stormed the beaches of Normandy and, you know, 18 years old going into that and how the the dynamic has changed just, Craig, with men Whereas, you know, 18-year-olds nowadays, they need a safe space. Forget D-Day invasion. And so men have just really become effeminized. And, you know, I can't imagine I was visual, trying to visualize Craig Sawyer. You know, here it's Craig. Put on a dress. We're going to give you some transgender training. I mean, I don't think that would have flew in Navy SEAL combat even 10 years ago, would it? No, no. As far as I'm concerned, that, that that's not a lawful order. It has nothing to do with increasing my ability as a warfighter. So I would have declined. I would have respectfully refused that order. That's yeah. what I would have done. So I, I don't fit in everywhere. I thank God that, you know, when I went to DevGuru, they didn't ask me some of the questions that they asked some of the recruits there, or some of the, the applicants 
if I was willing to do a lesser job or something like that, because I would have, I would have declined. I would have said no. But I think, uh, you know, based on my combat action, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, and and other performance, they they knew what kind of what they wanted me for. So, um, but you know, we, we've got to stand up for for what we believe. I found that even in film and television, you know, a lot of uh, soulless entities working in, in the entertainment biz and i get offered entertainment uh, productions opportunities that i don't believe in that i think are counterproductive to the american people and so i'll decline those and while it's it's painful to do without the money it's healing for my soul to know that i stood up for what was right and that i will have no part in those things and it disappoints me when other people look at me crazy like i can't believe you did that and I look back at him like, I can't believe you, you you wouldn't stand up for, you know, it doesn't matter how impressive you are with other ways. If you can't stand up for what's right, what are you? You know, I teach, when I do public speaking, I talk about leadership and I've seen, I've seen little girls exhibit strong leadership. And I've seen grown men who were big, burly, look like they were just dripping with testosterone, act like complete pathetic cowards in the face of, of uh, choosing right or wrong. You know, leadership can come from any anyone. We all have the the ability to do it. It's just like anything else in life. It, it's a decision. You know, life's accumulation of our, our, our decisions. So I think, uh, again... I don't want to sound like I'm preaching, but, I, you know, not that I'm a genius or anything, but I have found that whenever I stood up for what was right, man, I felt better. And it gets easier every time. And I would encourage anyone to try that out and follow it. See if you can't prove me wrong, man, because uh, I, man, I'll never go back. I'll never go back. Just it feels right and, and good things are, are bred from it. So everybody stand up. Well, speaking of encouraging others to stand up, you've teamed up with my friend Russ Dizdar. I said on a show weeks ago, you have a powerhouse spiritual warrior teaming up with a physical warrior. That is a match made in heaven. Talk about what you guys will be doing together. I know you guys have an event coming up in November. Talk a little bit about you teaming up with Russ Dizdar. Well, Russ and I were chatting live on the Hagman Report, and, and we were starting to talk about what it is uh, that, that we are going to be doing together as uh, part of our documentary series. We're going to share with the American public a little bit about what Russ and his team do and delivering people from hardcore gangs and, and uh, even demon possession. And, and Russ is, uh, is big into the whole spiritual warfare aspect of this, which for people that that know about that and are experienced and educated on it is fascinating. For people that don't know about it and don't even know that that's real, that's reality, I think it's going to completely blow their minds. So we were talking about this, and Russ trains a lot of people on it. He teaches them how it all works. Uh, he trains up other Christians on, on what their authority is and, and how all this works between good and evil and when nothing else makes any sense. And, and uh, we just realized, you know, uh, hey, th- there's, a joint, there's a joint training thing that we can do because people talk about, hey, you know, it's great that, you know, you've, you've got Russ on the spiritual warfare side and you've got Sawman on the, on the spec object and all of that. So it's kind of, this is a pretty powerful union. And uh, so Russ came out with it. He's like, you know what, let's, let's just put together a big event where we screen all the people, we get good Christians in there, and we, we train them on a lot of this spiritual warfare 
stuff on how it all works and how you can be more effective in that and have Sawman there to train them on the other side of it and uh, on the physical side. You know, the, the counter-surveillance, the counter-intelligence and, and the physical security side of it and, and that kind of thing. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So that's what that's what Russ has put together for November. So I'm looking forward to, to working with him more closely and getting up there and, and helping a lot of good people, helping empower good fellow Americans to fight for what's right. Amen. Well, you almost can't separate the spiritual piece of this. And there really is not a political solution for a spiritual problem. But at the core, I think, when you really dig down deep into what this is, I mean, whether you have atheists listening or not, I mean, this is just pure demonic evil, isn't it? It really is. It really is. I've had people describe it as evil who aren't even religious. And the people that are that are going and, and seeing these raids and recoveries saying, Saw, man, this, this has got to be the forefront of the battle line between good and evil. It really is. And, and what we're talking about is the satanic ritual abuse side. When you, Look, you've got some low-level crack house people who may just be insane or they're perverts. And so they're abusing children in some way or having sex with children. But then you've got other people who middle-class folks that are into that and who knows of the different ways they get online and surf and they there's even the rape by proxy where they can swipe a credit card here in the states and somebody over the philippines will harm a child however they dictate uh live streaming it's just that's evil too but what we're talking about what the people are, are are warning me about that are saying craig this is just despicable evil to make you barf on your boots is when they get into these raids and interdictions where you've got these billionaires in some cases the elites who are into having luciferian religious rituals where they torture the children to death yeah. intentionally and they believe that if the child dies in screaming agony and horror that the blood is is thereby uh, more saturated with adrenaline and then they can get the dna the stem cells from the blood and benefit from it and that uh you know satan or lucifer would would give them supernatural powers for having done such a horrific thing to such an innocent and precious young being so that's the that's the type of stuff that people are saying craig this uh i don't care what you've seen you're gonna get ticked off when you when you see this and it's going to make you sick what, what warrior wouldn't fight against that man given the chance <laughs> well that that's right but you know i guess the frustrating part for me is i've been covering this stuff for 10 years and you know you see these slick billy clinton and his lolita island express going out there on camera on record 20 flights to Pedo Island, you see the Jerry Sandusky, the Penn State, the Jerry Saville, the, all the, the pedophiles. You know, Putin's talked about pedophiles. Donald Trump himself tweeted like five years ago, I talked about, you know, we got to do something about these missing children grabbed by the perverts. Too many incidents. And then he said something like fast trial, fast death, something like that. Don't quote me. But, you know, you've got Belgian aristocrats just, what, very recently, pedophile ring exposed, so many cases confirmed. And yet Joe Public isn't hearing about this on the six o'clock news. Well, not surprising, look who owns our media. But with all the WikiLeaks and the Podestas and the Clintons and all this insanity, does it, I mean, it's just infuriating to me, Craig, that no one bats an eye and you're never going to hear this on your six o'clock news. Does that infuriate you as much as it does me? 
it does, and it's the reason why I chose a documentary series as my weapon of mass destruction against this crime spree. That's the key. Now, I'll just share, I had seen high-level crooks, government officials in the Air Marshal Service after 9-11. A lot of crooked government officials were brought into the top of the Air Marshal Service. Some of them were fired for gross mismanagement, and a lot of the others got uh, tangled up in a bunch of different scandals uh, that you can read about. You Google it, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And I saw that they were very arrogant and they were very confident and they were very hostile to their, to their subordinates. Instead of encouraging their people and being strong leaders, they were trying to lord their, their position over their subordinates and they were abusing their authority just like weaklings do. And it wasn't until some of their agents went outside of the government sanctuary that they controlled and went to the press that these government crooks began shaking and acting like scared young boys who were caught. And I realized, man, exposure is what these elites fear most. That's what they cannot tolerate because they've got their friends and their family and the public snowed that they're, that they're some sort of uh, prestigious officials who are to be respected and they cannot bear to have the public know what what, how they really conduct themselves, what pathetic little scumbags they genuinely are uh, behind the facade. And so that's why I've chosen a documentary specifically uh, for this and a documentary series to cover all of the different aspects of it because there is the spiritual warfare side of it like Russ Dizdar. There is great agents for the federal government like, like Bob Hamer through the FBI, who went inside undercover in, in Nambla yeah. and got, got eight prosecutions there. There are people like Dr. Judith Reisman, who is beating back the poisonous and evil impact from Alfred Kinsey's falsified studies that have poisoned our nation and bred three generations yes. of pedophiles now and cause incalculable harm. So bless her heart. Dr. Judith Reisman is a fighter. Like She's got as much heart and scrappiness as anybody I've ever met. So God bless her for it. I mean, she's, when to talk about a warrior, that little woman, she's a warrior. And it doesn't matter what your size is. It doesn't matter how, how much fight is in you. How much, how willing are you to stand up for the kids? And she's one that is. And you can Google her, man. She's in a lot of the documentaries explaining who the, the sadomasochistic pedophile Alfred Kinsey really was and how he falsified the studies that became doctrine for our educational system, our legal system, and our medical and psychological systems that are all very soft on child rape and pedophilia. And that needs to be beaten back and reversed. Oh, yeah. He was a total sicko. And for more than half a century, in his so-called landmark study, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, I mean, this guy was notably the most influential figure in American intellectual history. But I think his junk science actually legitimized total degeneracy. I mean, the guy totally loosed sex offender laws. He was really, uh, you know, a big progenitor of the gay movement, the glamorization of pornography. Even these neo-Kinseyists, they now say, hey, you know what? You know, it's pedophilia is not a crime. It's, it's a preference. The Independent covered a story last year, pedophilia, a sexual orientation like being straight or gay. Criminal psychologists say this, you know, 
the idea that sexual attraction to children, it's just an orientation. I mean, that is straight out of the pit of hell. And we've got to undo a lot of that damage that they've done in this. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. It's, it's, it's false doctrine and it's harmful. And we need to replace Alfred Kinsey's impact and studies with actual science, with healthy, genuine science. That's the truth. Uh, because what he did is he falsified all the studies to match his own sick preferences for raping children yeah. to make it okay. And so that's that's what people who, who on the liberal side feel like, well, that's enlightening. You know, now we know that children, they think children are sexual from birth. Well, no, they're not. Their minds don't understand it. They can't advocate for themselves against a full-grown adult. They're not capable yet. And it destroys, it shatters their psyche and causes them uh, emotional and psychological harm throughout their life, period. And a lot of people don't realize that because Kinsey falsified his studies. And he he counted uh, jerking or screaming or crying uh, as orgasm for children when they were being raped. Yeah. So that's that's how sick and how wrong his studies are. And it needs to be abolished. It needs to be uh, disavowed publicly and purged from our national system. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, Craig, in the waning moments, tell folks how they can financially support your efforts to Vets for Kids. Give out your information. I'm always very surprised these billionaire hucksters, they can raise money for every sinister cause imaginable. But sometimes it's kind of like pulling teeth when you are talking about money and fundraising. But just personally, Craig, I'm going to tell you, I do not think that anyone's money could go to a better cause than this. Just such a big fan of what you're doing in this. So give out the information how folks can help. Well, thank you. Yeah. and unfortunately, if I were a wealthy philanthropist, I would just do it and not bother anybody. Yeah. Uh, but we do have to rally that support. So we appreciate people lining up with us and going to vetsforchildrescue.org and donating to, to help us do this. And, and it's important to realize, you know, we've had some people that don't understand the nature of this battle criticize. Well, it's, you're just going to do a documentary. It's like, no, 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 no. Not just, we're going to hit them right between the eyes where it hurts them most. This is what changes the entire tide in this battle because the American public are having this done under our noses and most of us are not witting to the fact that this is even a problem. And by alerting the American public, by educating them on the fact that this is real, how it happens and what they can look for to interfere, intervene, interdict, intersect these child trafficking operations and put a stop to it, we can create a non-permissive environment out of the United States for child trafficking. And we can make it almost impossible for this to happen in the future. So that's the big guns. That's the big nuclear weapon that we can bring to bear. That's why I chose, when I did an assessment of what it is and what positive effect can I have on this, that's the biggest, most powerful life-changing weapon that I could bring is that exposure piece and just pound it in the American people to show them we have to circumvent the gatekeepers of the big Hollywood establishment, the mainstream news media, because look at, again, like you said, look at who owns them. The top execs, all of the the six entities uh, that own our our news media are anti-American in their political outlook. Their anchors attack our president, who's defending our Constitution. They attack him 24-7, no matter how 
well the economy recovers. You know, the Dow's way up, the employment is way up, jobs are returning, unemployment is down. I mean, by all the statistics, everything is getting better, better, better. But you would never know that if you turn on the mainstream news yeah. media because they have an agenda. And big Hollywood, we knew not to go pitch this to any of the big execs because we already know the pedophilia culture there and not to get a, a straight answer from people with uh, with uh, weak morals like that. And, you know, from working on dozens of productions, I'll, I'll tell you that Hollywood execs are not honest with you uh, yeah. for the most part. And, and if they don't choose you, if you work with them for six or 18 months on a, on a part, if they choose someone else, they will never, ever give you the dignity or courtesy or respect of calling you and letting you know that they've chosen someone else. Mm -hmm. They let you spend the rest of your life wondering what happened or, or whether or not they're still going to call. And uh, it, so that with that kind of uh, weakling in the, in the hearts, that, that kind of uh, moral weakness in the hearts of a lot of these execs, well, no, we don't expect any, any help there. We're, uh, uh, we've got an avenue to, to bring our production forward as the Battlefield changes as a lot more of these DNC and Muslim Brotherhood arrests happen. The convictions happen. Uh, the story gets hotter and, and it becomes lucrative uh, to air information about it. Uh, we expect some of these um, Hollywood studios and networks will all kind of change their tune because they'll have to get in on it to keep from losing their shirt to others. So as that battle changes, uh, we'd be willing to have some of those conversations. My, I don't care what platform our our series or our documentaries live on i just care that the american public get to see it and mm. consume the information and are empowered from it and because they're empowered from it they act hold their elected officials feet to the fire demand stronger legislation stronger enforcement dog these pedophiles out run them out get them convicted take pictures of people trafficking children interdict, call the police, call the FBI, put a stop to it, then it'll all have been worth it. And it's all just an effort to put a stop to this in the future. It's um, it's going to be a long fight, but it's I think it's a rewarding one for everyone that uh, has any, even the smallest part in joining us. So we, we invite everybody, spread the word, donate to us, let people know, hound your officials, and together we are what we can't be alone. Well said, well said. While you're talking about Hollywood, i got to throw this in there at the end. I'm going to let you steal a phrase that I came up with. I coined this phrase. I'm going to let you borrow this because I beat up on Hollywood a lot. So so here you go. Helly, <laughs> helly weird is what I call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're welcome it is. to That's borrow a weird, that. <laughs> weird industry. There are good people there. Thank God. They're all up and down the, the chain. Uh, there are good people, and I, I know some of them, and I thank God uh, for their existence there. But, uh, boy, it seems like so many are, are just lost, just soulless, they've got bad judgment, and uh, are working against the best interests of the American people. So shame, shame on those yeah. uh, who, who are encouraging perversion and anti-American rhetoric and propaganda. It's just negative, and it's wrong. They're, they're misguided. So I hope, I hope uh, through all this enlightening and awakening of our country that even some of these Hollywood executives um, smarten up and shape up and, and decide to, to embrace the positive instead of the filth they've been peddling. Agree. Folks, there's not a more worthy cause that's closer to my heart because, in my opinion, this is God's fight. God wants us to do something about this. And we're going to be held accountable if we don't. Go right now. Do not wait. Go to vetsforchildrescue.org. That's vets, 
the number four childrescue.org. It's linked there in the description. Go immediately and donate. Cheerfully give. What does the Bible say? Given it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Folks, an attack on our children is an outright attack on all of us. What does the scripture say in Matthew 18? If anyone causes harm to these children, it'd be better for them to have a millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. So don't think God's happy with this pure evil. Go to vetsforchildrescue.org right now. Craig, I'm such a big fan of yours. Your incredible service and dedication to our country, an honorable and brave warrior with an impeccable record standing up to this evil. As I said yesterday, Craig the Sawman Sawyer, no pedophile is safe. Craig, thank you for your time and coming on the program. We look forward to having you on the future and God bless you for what you're doing, sir. Well, thank you so much for having me on and give me a chance to get the word out. I appreciate uh, your friendship and your support. So uh, again, together we are what we can't be alone. It's a pretty, it's a pretty inspiring and positive thing. Folks, that was Craig the Sawman Sawyer. You can also find his handiwork at tacticalinsider.com. And I thank you so much for going to vetsforchildrescue.org. Again, that is linked in the bio. And I've also got Craig's Facebook page as well. You can like that as well as his Twitter feed. So go over there and make sure you are following him on Twitter and like his official Facebook page. All that information is linked in the description today. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the program. Hey, do not forget to also follow me on Twitter, like my Weekend Vigilante Facebook page, and make sure you are subscribed to my channel. You can simply go to weekendvigilante.com. Hey, and speaking of spiritual warfare, if you have not picked up a copy of my book, Power Prayers, Warfare That Works, do that. And lastly, Al Gore is back in the news with his good old environmentalism scam. Al Gore is back with his inconvenient sequel. And there is no more timely book right now. What's going on with that? Pick up a copy of my book, Green Gospel, The New World Religion. I talk about how environmentalism has become a cult. And it is a very good book. I've got a lot of great feedback. And as the renowned climatologist, Dr. Timothy Ball says, Sheila Zielinski in her book, Green Gospel, effectively demolishes what you think you know about the green agenda. Go check out the reviews. Steve Quill, Tom Horn, Christopher C. Horner, New York Times bestselling author, Paul McGuire. They all have great things to say about the book. And check out even the book reviews at Amazon. Go to greengospel.ca. Get a copy of Green Gospel. Go to greengospel.ca. And for Power Prayers, go to powerprayers.ca. And we're out of time, and I will see you tomorrow. Good night, and God bless.